Thank you for tuning in to the Garage Cast. This is your host, Armand Hawker. And today's guest is Angel Oliveras. <laughs> See, I got that shit right, right? Uh, Angel is a uh, mixed martial artist, and he's also active duty military. So if you have any questions, no, can't do questions yet. Do questions after I push it out. Oh, all right. Got it. <laughs> but yeah, you know, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you, um, thank you for having me. I, th- I didn't even thank you. Thank you for freaking coming out here, man. Well, not coming out here, but doing the show. You don't have to do it, man. I just asked you, so that's what's up. So, man. Uh, no worries, man. All the love. <laughs> yeah. Especially like when they get my last name right. You know what I mean? Oliveras. Oliventaro. Oliventras. He got his own accent with no. I noticed when I did speak Spanish, not so much now. Every now, like a... Like I'll be trying to teach the kids stuff like uh, apple and water and yeah, yeah. Uh, just leche, like very simple stuff. I'll say it almost like a with a specific accent. I don't try to disrespect it like leche. It's leche, like you know. Yeah. And then if I get sentences together, I feel like when I try to like talk to people, like uh, teach them stuff. Yeah. That I tend to do that too. Actually, I think it's. Uh, I think you have to if you're going to teach uh, another language or speak it because there's a certain way. That the words come off in the rhythm, uh, rhythm of the sentences. Yeah, I got you. So yeah, if I try to, if I try to tell somebody, uh, no, I'm not hungry, but can I have something to drink? It doesn't sound like I just said it in English. It's no. very fluent, very just like uh, almost not romantic, but it almost has a has a, a little suave. Yeah, little it almost floats. Yeah, yeah, it's weird, man. It's very very different. And I noticed that a lot. Uh, lately not lately but uh when i was when i was in texas i had to order all my food in spanish because the chicks that work at the spanish uh the taqueria taqueria they only spoke spanish but they understand english so i could tell them in english and they'd be like uh okay okay and look at my (laughs) homie and be like yo what did he say he's no tomatoes right yeah no tomatoes all right but there it felt more robotic but then uh listening to music and just kind of speaking it Really, guess since I've been married, been around kids, it's almost a flow. Like, because my oldest was taking Spanish last year, so just trying to speak to him in Spanish to try to help him understand Spanish and realize that he needs to learn it. You know what? I don't know that much Spanish. It happens. Yeah, my oldest sister knows a bunch of Spanish. She was fluent in it. My mother taught her. Really? Yeah, and then. she got remarried down the line. And I just never picked it up because she started talking English all the time. Oh, your mom? Yeah. Oh, wow. And then, uh, well, my sister went to like uh, Spain, right? Yeah. The, the, the abroad shit. Yeah. She came back. She started correcting everybody. Mm-hmm. She's like, that's not how you say it properly. My mom was pissed. Wait a like, minute. Hey. <laughs> Wait a minute. Let me not, not to insult you. You're not Spanish. No, I'm Puerto Rican. Here we go. So there's a. There's like a Mexican Spanish, Puerto Rican Spanish, Spaniard Spanish. There's all these different. And Spaniard Spanish is supposed to be like the real. The real. The authentic. way you're supposed to That's do That's what it. we learned in school. Vosotros and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't. What is that? Yeah, you could. It happens. My fault. Yo, no, nah, yeah, you good. Yo. Whatever, I got to figure a different way. I think I might turn them upside down. Okay. Because everybody will grab it and move the mic. I'm like, yo, man. 
Mess up <laughs> don't my touch mics. the wire. I'm not sponsored yet. If I got a sponsor, yeah, mess mess them all up. I don't care. These coming out of my pocket. But um, yeah, that's what we learned in school. So then I would learn that in school, and then I would go. This is before I went to uh, Texas, so I would always say stuff like uh, uh, "Yo quiero" at whatever, right? Or uh, I would always put "Yo" and then the word. Yeah. Right. And my homie's like, "Yo, just say you know quiero agua para tomar." I was like, "Oh, okay, all right." But the, the, I, we had to in learn school, the proper though, the that's proper what they way. You. And I'm whatever, man. You know, I didn't know. But yeah, once I kind of got out there and. Uh, I talked to some people from Michoacan, Mexico. That Spanish is different than Northern uh, Mexico. I was like, come on, man. Can't win, bro. Yeah. That's why I try to keep it simple, dude. Like, are you hungry? Let's go. Like, just very simple things, man. Yo, you no tomatoes. What? Let me get a freaking, uh, 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 what's, what's the tag on? Pineapple. Pina, whatever. Like, I keep it real <laughs> simple. People start getting the conversations. I'm like, I, no. I get annoyed. Like, people start, like, well, that's not how we say it here. And I'll just be like, well, here's Google Translate. Which kind yeah. are you? Yeah. <laughs> don't play with me. Here you go. Yeah, I don't get that stuff, man. Because it's all just like English, right? You're maybe from the South. And I'm from New York. And well, like, what is it? Uh, pop. That's one of the pop and soda. I, uh, I say soda. A dude got mad at me. Mad. Like, uh, he was selling pop. And I asked him, I said, yo, what kind of pops you got? You mean soda? I was like, yo, you act like you got stock in the fuck in the word. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> like you was, owned it? Like you got fucked up your word or something? He was upset, man. I'm kind of like, and this was probably the first time I ever heard somebody get mad, you know, like really concerning themselves with what I address that sweet, sugary, fizzy beverage. And I was just like, yo, what is wrong with the people? And then that's when I realized people from, you know, in Milwaukee may say soda or whatever, and Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana, parts of Indiana say pop. I was just like, yo, I'm done with it. I was, I want a seven up. How about that? <laughs> Seriously, man, people will get upset. I just dude. be like that, that right there. Stop yeah. playing with me. That you yeah, know what the man. fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't get it, man. Some people, some people get wrapped up in a bunch of um, unnecessary stress. The dude was mad. I got kind of like, yo, was the dude going to fight me? He was over, upset. Over soda? Yeah. You could try to fight me over soda? Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, man. But uh, what were we talking about? MMA. Yeah. Were we? <laughs> Jake Shields? Um, oh, yeah, teaching your kids and stuff, man. That's what uh, – oh, no, that's what it was. We were talking about stopping whatever you're doing when you have kids. Like yeah, that's what that's because that's what happened to me. Uh, I had we had our daughter, and then I stopped going. I stopped doing jujitsu altogether because my wife was at home. We had two other kids and an infant or a newborn, so I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna lay off." So I was going maybe once a week, maybe yeah, to open mat. It wasn't even a structured class. That's an infant, though. Yeah, what I'm talking about is when your kid's two years old. Oh yeah, and up. They yeah. can come to the goddamn class. Dude, there were kids. There would be kids in there not jujitsuing anything. And a little gi, little white belt. <laughs> they, all, they was, all they did was play. But, ah, oh, man, she was – a little girl was like three or four. She could talk and stuff. So, But she didn't – she wasn't in the class. But her dad would just bring her, and she played with other kids in a little back room. So, like, we walk, you walk in, that's the – that's where we roll, right? Yeah. And then in the back room was – uh. They would hold the, uh, like a cardio class that, for some reason, only women would go to. I went to it a couple times. It's, eh, it ain't no punk, man. It's, eh. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, the cardio class is not a joke. But the reason mostly women go to it is because a lot of people don't want to make the women feel uncomfortable. Like, they be doing certain things. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, the planks yeah. and the... People yeah. will go look over there, and you'd be like, "Yo, you can't be looking like that, G." Like, yeah, yeah, you're gonna but disturb it was, the class, bro. It was always the same crew, same five or six females, and um, they did those during the week. And on the weekend, that's when uh, I would go. And there was this other dude, like the owner's uh, like brother-in-law, something, some way he was family. And I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." I didn't. I wasn't looking at the girl. I guess they were attractive girls. Whenever a woman has on what is what are those things, tights or whatever, pants. they're always attractive. But after seeing the girls a few times, whatever, I can't look at that chick because it's gonna make her feel uncomfortable. It's not. Yeah, but I'm like, I'm a man, dude. I know you're looking at me, nah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, man, I went to a few of those classes it's straight, dude. Because it was like I would go there for like it's like an hour or two hours, and then class for adults started like three hours later. So we'll go in the morning, go home, eat, take care of the kids, whatever I did, and then come back. But um, oh yeah, how do we talk? Oh yeah, the kids was play back there. Like old boy bring his kid in, and there's another kid. They just be back, be in the back playing. The thing was, I don't know how big that room was, man. It may have been a little bigger than that kitchen, but it was just big enough to like have like four or five people in there with and an instructor, and they could do some little kickboxing or whatever stuff. So, yeah, man, I never – I don't plan on stopping anything I do, you know, as long as I'm there. As long as I'm uh, enjoying what I'm doing, I'll keep doing it. And then if the kids – I got to watch the kids today or whatever it is. I call it, I call it raising my own kids. Yeah, if I have to do it, all right, cool. Well, we're going to jujitsu today at 2 o'clock. So, let's exactly. go. Pack up your snacks. I feel like let's that's go. opening their mind anyway. Yeah. You get to see new things. Your dad's doing it. Maybe they like it too. Maybe right. they want to try it. And that's what I was saying that, uh, before is – I think you have to, you can't, if your kid's not doing anything, it's probably probably because you haven't put enough in their brain. Kind of expose them to things. Mm-hmm. So if you are doing jujitsu, even going to the heart where it's like all this stuff that you may go, ah, this kid's not interested in, interested in it. Nah, man, expose that kid. If you get that kid into the jujitsu class, not uh, as a student, but you take them with you and go, well, just sit there and read or whatever. There's other kids there. Those other kids have ideas too, but your kid wouldn't have had that new idea without those other ones. Exactly. I got you. And I, I feel like if you stop doing what you do, then your your mind will stop developing. You'll stop wanting to do things. You'll stop learning how to uh, not multitask. Cause I don't think you can really multitask, but you stop you stop having the drive to pursue things. If you say, "Well, I got kids." I'm done. I got to be home at 5 <laughs> o'clock every day. I'm eating and going to sleep. You know, Like, why be a boring parent anyway? Yeah. And then, number two, I feel like the, the kids open your mind as well. You they know do. What I mean? They do, man. Like, I took my uh, my t- kids to Legoland. Right. Word? And I was like, hey, move. Let me get a picture of this dinosaur, this big-ass dinosaur yeah. made out of Legos. I was yeah. like, who makes this shit? So I was like hella more excited than the kids. Right. <laughs> well, because you can – to them, it's just a thing. But to you, you're looking at Legos – as toys, but you go, yo, how many man hours did it take to do this? Did they have to design it? Is it? Did somebody just think of it, or did they have to actually design it and go, I need 432,000 Legos? Exactly, and I was like, and I wish a kid would knock my shit over. I would be so <laughs> fucking mad. <laughs> yeah, it's it's wild when you see stuff like that. I think uh, somebody made one of those Star Wars ships with all Legos. So that's what I'm saying. If you see things, 
as an adult like that, because you understand that, well, the real thing is made out of, you know, flesh and genes and, and blood and tissue or metal for the ship or the, uh, yeah, the spaceship. But it makes you start to think about, well, what can you do? What can you do that's so amazing with Legos? Because who's made a – because they'll do stuff like uh, make a working gun. You can see it on YouTube. But um, Bro, they made like a, like a big-ass car, right? And yeah. I was like, I couldn't even make the car with the car pieces, mm-hmm. like with the car body. Like I, I would fuck that up somehow. Always, <laughs> I always think that um, it pushes your brain, man. It, it makes you think, well, how can I do that? I look at uh, Instagram and just YouTube, like all these things, and I go, am I that funny? I've been that funny, but can I formulate something to make it a skit and upload it every week or every day or whatever it is? But without seeing it, I would have never thought I could do that or anything like it. Exactly. So that's what that's why I like trying different things. You know, it's like this podcast or my other YouTube channel, all these things where I just go, I would have never thought about it. I would have never thought I could do it if I never saw it or a friend of mine wasn't talking about it. I go, man, I could probably do that too, man. So I just think uh, exposing exposing your kids to that stuff is, is very important because you can't, you can't make them do anything. But you can always expose them to things and say, and well, look, man, decide. choose. Yeah. There's enough out there. Just just pick it. Oh, I don't know if I can. Well, maybe, maybe you can't then. I don't know. But you can't tell me that you're bored or you want to do something different. Do something. It's Let's go just, just drive around the city for, for an hour, two hours, ten hours. You'll find you'll see something. No, we don't get that type of gas no more, man. Hey, that's true. Got- <laughs> that's true. Listen, you balling if you're driving around ten hours. I'm like, hey, shut that shit off. It may be worth <laughs> it. it Maybe worth it. Man. Maybe you gotta save up every couple months. Like, all right, man, I got seven hundred and fourteen dollars just for gas. Let's drive. But yeah, man. I'm like hell no. That uh, <laughs> that uh, that uh, jujitsu stuff is it can open your mind. Like my oldest was like, uh, we're watching one of these UFC one of these UFC matches. And my man says, why does he hold him against the cage? Why doesn't he just throw him or, or something like that? He didn't understand what they call it, wall work or whatever it is. Like, he didn't understand the it at all. Clinch work of it? Clinch, yeah. He was like, I, I, don't, I understood it more than he did. Mm-hmm. But he didn't understand it at all until I put him on a wall and just kind of worked him. Like, well, this is why you can't do that because, well, you're going to end up losing. You're going to end up getting knocked out. You're going to end up getting tied up in something. Because if you don't know, you're just looking at it going, yeah, why doesn't he just, you know, back off of him and punch him? Well, you can do that, but here's the threat. Or you can do that, but, well, here's the other threat. Like, there's there's a, uh, what do you call it? There's a, there's a method to the madness. There's a technique. So I remember uh, I watched, oh, man, what's that Faber guy? He's about to retire, too. Uriah Faber. Uriah Faber. I can't remember who he was fighting, but I think it was in the WEC. But every time, every single time they broke, he's punching them. He's like three or four shots every time on the break. He's controlling the break, and he's also throwing shots. Like that's one way you can control what that opponent's going to do. So, but without that man, he's the only guy I've ever seen really do that because he kept doing it the whole match. Kept doing it. Kept oh, doing it. Kept man. doing I it. I think uh, Randy Couture is like the best dude ever to do like clinch fighting. Yeah. He mopped up, dudes. He shouldn't have mopped up. <laughs> but he was a wrestler too, though, so he knows about like grinding people out. Oh yeah. So, but man, he just keep him on the cage, and they couldn't get off the cage. Yeah. And back then, I guess it was still new. Mm-hmm. So you know that was. I think he revolutionized it. He was the OG. Yeah, man. 
there were a few uh, leaps and bounds in mixed martial arts where people said, oh, I can do that. I can, yeah, yeah, you can do it, man. It's about just trying figuring it out and just going for it and seeing if it works for you. Because if it doesn't, guess what? You're going to resort to your old whatever you're comfortable with. Yep. Yeah. It's like when you get tired. You're just like, well, I don't feel like throwing punches. Let's, uh, let's just wrestle. Let's get on the ground. That's what you feel comfortable with. That's what uh, you're tired. You feel comfortable with that. You resort to that. Some people resort to kicking. Who knows? Or running. I've seen that before, too. <laughs> what was your boy? Uh, what was that? Diaz and uh, McGregor, the first fight. They weren't running, but. No, the second fight. The second fight was uh, a he little was, bit more. He was creating his own distance, which is a strategy. If you keep doing he it, you're was, like, eh. Second fight, the second fight, he looked better. The second fight, he was better because Diaz didn't choke his ass out. <laughs> but uh, I'm Team Diaz. I love Diaz, man. I yeah. love Diaz brothers. I like how they fight, how the, their mentality. Or like the underdog because they were counting Diaz out. You know what I'm saying? They always do. Uh, they should never. He's so tough, bro. He's like the – I've seen the Diaz brothers take head kicks. I'm like, how the fuck do they do that? The only thing I don't like about the Diaz brothers, uh, Nate, right? Yeah. Called uh, McGregor. Mm-hmm. He never kicks. They don't kick. Was, Which makes him really like one-dimensional. But their style. Well, not one-dimensional, two-dimensional. They got jiu-jitsu and striking, oh, right? Oh, man, the jiu-jitsu is phenomenal. But uh, that's one thing I look at and I go, ooh. Just think about how nasty they would be if they kicked. Yeah, that's. I you mean, know? that's a lot of criticized. Like Rampage got criticized for that by Joe Rogan, I think. But Rampage also knocked motherfuckers yeah, out. That's true. And Diaz's yeah. style is very effective. Like that's what they do. They box you out. Yeah. And you're like holy shit, this then, dude won't stop boxing me up. Before, uh, before I get basically shit on. The other thing <laughs> is they never they never switch stances. Cause I remember he fought. Uh, uh, yeah. He fought Dos Anjos. Dos Anjos ate that front leg up. And I'm thinking, yo, you need to switch legs, dude. You can only take so many of them. I don't care how tough you are. And he just ate his fucking front leg up. And what do you do? He couldn't do anything, you know? Oh, man. So I see stuff like that with the Diaz brothers. And I'm like, oh, man, if they would just do that one thing, just turn that knob up to like two more spots and start throwing kicks or start switching stances every now and then. Because uh, who's Dominic Cruz switching stances? Even when I, like, whoa, whoa like I'm not a fighter, but – I always like switching stances because if the guy to my right or left, well, I may need to change because I want to throw something. Yeah. So I have to I be kind of comfortable. Yeah, I taught myself how to fight lefty too. Yeah. But it's yeah. like it's a lot of work to teach yourself how to fight in the other the other stance. Uh, yeah, I think you still you favor things. Yeah. Also, so. it's like you'll do mistakes that you don't quite realize. Yeah. So you got to work a lot on it. Like there's a lot of heavy bag training, and I do stuff in sparring. I'm like, okay, I'll put my left hand way too low. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah, I need yeah, my yeah. left shoulder up, stuff like that. I think you got to get through that too to see it. But yeah, if you uh, if you're right-handed, you you already have a plan. I think before you uh, before you start, before you get deep into a fight or a sparring out or a sparring match or whatever. But if you switch to left-handed, then you may favor kicks now. For whatever reason, because you're like, oh, my left's not my power hand. Well, all right. Well, it, I look at it as uh, more options. Yeah. You the know? kidney's on that side, too, isn't it? I don't know. Right? I, I don't, don't know, know anatomy. I just know it hurts people. Left <laughs> uh, <laughs> right side, I think. Left body kick is a beast, boy. Yeah. I think Shannon Briggs. You ever heard of Shannon Briggs? Uh-uh. What? You never heard of Shannon, Shannon the Cannon? Uh-uh. Yo, he's never. like 52 years old, right? Yeah. Uh, I think he's going to have a fight here soon. He's like 52 years old, 
uh, heavyweight, just knocking folks out, man. He always screams, you know, let's go champ and all this stuff, right? He's he's comedy. Straight positive, though. Any of his Instagram, I think he's on Twitter, too. Any of that stuff, straight positive, right? He's always talking about what he's eating. He's like, you need to eat your beach, champ. You know, <laughs> like, you can't drink soda, champ. You can't. You got to get the sleep, champ. Like, he's a uh, real positive dude. But you were talking about the kidneys. He's got a nasty left hook, man, to the body. Just drops cats. Yeah, man. He builds that thing up, left hook, boom, done. cats are done, man. So, yeah, he's supposed to fight, man. I hope I get to, uh, hope I get to see him fight. I hope I get to see this 205 card. This 205 card looks lit. Uh, uh, you better check that card right now. No, I've seen it. <laughs> Tiago Alves is back. Johnny Hendricks is on there. Johnny Hendricks. Cerrone is on there. Johnny's talking about retiring. Johnny, I don't know, man. I don't know how. I don't know if he cut weight the wrong way for too long, and that's why he keeps missing weight. How, but how do you keep missing weight? That's your profession. That is your profession. I don't so know if two it's weeks diet out, change. If or, you're 30 pounds over two weeks out, something's wrong, bro. You need to figure it out. But the other, do. And I'm not a fighter, right, or a wrestler or, yeah, I'm not a fighter or a wrestler. But I always wonder, and I know, I know the, the idea behind it, why do people blow up so much between fights that they have to really buckle down and, and, uh, and cut? I get it because of the, uh, the, the size advantage, right? I can, I can answer that for you. But but people like <laughs> blow up fifty pounds. Like uh, is it uh, Anthony Johnson? He'll get huge. Anthony Johnson's a fucking. Animal. I'm like, yo, what are you doing? He man? kept missing weight. You know, he used to fight at one seventy. Yeah, but he was That's a dumb dumb for trying to get down there. Yeah, yeah. He's what six nine. Like, he's a, oh, he's bro. just a big thick dude. There's no reason he was trying to get down to that man. But uh, he's a Tyson of MMA. He's nasty. He oof, he lands that. You got about two or three of those. He I lands think, flush and you out. I think he's going to beat Cormier. I don't know. Cormier better do it like the last time. He better wrestle his ass But that's up. the thing, man. Don't act like uh, uh, Anthony Johnson didn't catch him with that on the left or right, whatever it was. Oh, man, he caught him. Did you see Donald, uh, not Donald, Daniel Cormier's face after yeah. he caught him? He was like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. That's why Daniel, he got hit, right? And Daniel used to fight heavyweight. Yeah. So imagine the type of power this motherfucker has to have to yeah. make you be like, oh, shit, am Yo. I back at heavyweight or what? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's going to um, probably just resort to wrestling like he did the first time. That would be a smart move. You can't. Those mittens that Rumble has, <laughs> mittens. He just hit Listen, nasty. Because when he knocked out, uh, he was fighting, um, what's the white kid? The Swedish guy. Alexander Gustafson. Yeah. Which is why, exactly why, this is the fight I want to see. Uh, Dana White, I hope you're listening. <laughs> uh, he doesn't even know I have a podcast, <laughs> sir. Anthony Johnson versus John Jones. That's what I want to see. I thought that would be interesting, but I, I think Jones would have, uh, Jones would beat him. Yeah, but then again, Alexander like went five rounds with John Jones. Yeah. And then but I don't think. Anthony took him out the fuck first round. Bow. <laughs> I think if that fight, if they fought that again, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know, they might man. Go. Anthony's a consistent knockout artist. It's not like yeah, he, but Anthony kind of called him funny. It wasn't him, he, they weren't boxing. It wasn't just this clean shot, you know. But it was. Man, did you see that head turn? <laughs> it looked like a, it looked like a uh, headbutt. That's the, that's the questionable part because Rumble went in, and it, it was close though. He so hit no, him. No, he finished him on the ground. Well, yeah, but the when uh, the initial you're talking about, yeah, 
Like, ah. Sometimes it happens. So I think, uh, I definitely think uh, Alex will give him a run for his money if he loses. So if they fought that fight again, I think Gustafson will look a lot better. Plus, he knows his strength. He John knows his power. Jones versus Anthony, bro. Hey, I, I want to see man. Nick Diaz versus Robbie Lawler, too. That's what I want to see. Really? Come on, man. Robbie Lawler never impressed me. Never? No. Those, that fight with uh, Rory McDonald and that fight with um, Johnny Hendricks didn't impress you whatsoever. No. You out of your mind. Nah. I'm going to tell you you out of your mind on your own podcast. Right well, no, that's fine. <laughs> no, I just, it, it wasn't. It looks phenomenal. It was entertaining. Tyrone Woodley. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was like. Woodley looked more interesting than. Uh, uh, I can't uh, What's the guy's name? Than Robbie. Yeah. But I've never been a Robbie fan, though. You know, um, I don't, maybe he didn't fight enough or I'm I saw him enough. I'm not that big of a Robbie fan either. I'm not. Yeah. But uh, he is impressive lately. These last couple of fights, man. His takedown defense looks phenomenal. Hands he was, look good. He was a champion, so yeah. And his determination, bro, to get through some of those fucking yeah those shots is incredible. Yeah, and that's what I was, um that's what I was thinking about watching fights. Some fights are just not uh not entertaining. Like what's his sure. name? Uh, Steve Thompson. He's okay. Does karate shit. Like it could because Stephen it's different. Thompson. It's different. Yeah. I go, ooh, let's watch that, right? Yeah. Even uh, McGregor go. Oh, it's different. Okay, cool. But the I dynamic. Know, there yeah. is dynamic, man. But uh, the times I saw, even um, oh, I can't think of it. Hendrickson fight. I was just like, yeah. I'm more interested gotta, in Hendrickson's training regimen. Regiment then <laughs> seriously because he looks like a, just a yoked wrestler and you go oh man that dude's that dude's stacked but when he's in the cage I kind of go eh I'll watch it eh. I'm he, not but you gotta like, respect this about Hendrix is that what he does he does like a lot of basic stuff right yeah but at the same time he does that well yeah enough to get people he shouldn't be I mean the way he took down Condit Condit doesn't get taken down like that very often yeah. Yeah, uh, I believe didn't he take down GSP? How many people you know took down GSP? Uh, your boy. Oh man, what's his name? Matt Sarah oh. <laughs> knocked him out. Oh, that was oh. that was kind of uh, wonky. I yeah. saw it. I didn't think he won the uh, I belt. I think he was too cocky. Who? I think Matt Sarah was too cocky the first time they fought. I mean, not Matt Sarah. GSP. GSP was too cocky the first time. Really? I it looked like what he, it was. I it looked like he, he just got off. And didn't take training serious. Uh, probably so. And Matt Sarah yeah. was like, um, boom, motherfucker. Was but he came with a weird head kick on the cranium, though. So it was like, ah, yeah, that's just one of those things where you get caught. And like what uh, was it? Nick, Nick or Nate Diaz knocked that Robbie Lawler with a, like a jab. Nick. It's just one of those things where you just catch this guy with something planned. Like, yeah. If you walk it, like if you have your forward momentum, it adds power to the punch. Yeah. So that's why when uh, GSP got beat, I was like, uh, he technically yeah, he lost officially, but it wasn't Matt Sarah wasn't didn't have more skill. He didn't outbox the guy, out jujitsu the guy, nothing. He just caught him with that crazy cranium punch or cranium kick. So it's like, ah. Uh. And as you can see, uh, Sarah didn't keep the belt that long. So yeah, yeah, man, it's one of those crazy things. I think GSP was ducking or something and. Uh, Sarah went for the kick, and it caught him, like, forehead, cranium, and he was just dazed. So, yeah, I was like, ah. Man, but he followed it up. Hey. Yeah. Anything can happen in fighting. Anything. Mm-hmm. 
we were talking about uh, Jones and Rumble. Was it Leota Machida? Caught Jones a few times, man. Like, made Jones respect this shit. He ended up, uh, Machida ended up getting choked out. Oh, man, and the way but, he got choked out. That was the most gangster shit I ever seen in my but life. But when Jones was catching him, though, or when uh, Machida was catching Jones, it wasn't it wasn't anything crazy. It was just what Machida does. Yeah. And when Jones started getting get punched in the mouth, he was just like, ooh, I got to try something else now. Because then the other time he's dominating his opponents. And that's why you, you were saying, uh, Rumble, I think it would be a good – Good fight because they stature wise are the same or similar, and it'd just be a good matchup. Mm-hmm. Gustafson, I didn't think so. Gustafson doesn't cook, uh, kick that much either, but stature wise. So when um, when it was Jones and Cormier, I was like, Cormier's fucking 5 1. It, that, that's such a mismatch, and Cormier is not. Do you Did you see the fight with Cormier and Alexander Gustafson? Cormier and Gustafson. I want to say yes. I hope to God you did. That was a phenomenal. Yeah, because <laughs> because uh, it ended with Cormier on Gustafson's back, like punching him under his arm, and his head kept kicking back, and that's when the ref stopped it, right? No, that, that was, was that was Johnson. Damn it, Cormier versus Gustafson. Yeah, the first round, dog. This dude picked up Gustafson and made him do like a front flip. Like was that? Like he like. Boom, slammed his ass. And then did stand up the rest of the time with Gustafson. No. Yes. It was a phenomenal fight. Was it phenomenal a decision? It's a decision. A very, very close decision. I'm pretty sure the takedown is uh, one of the deciding factors. He definitely solidified that round. It's very dominant. Yeah. This should show you the, the highlights for sure. I don't think I remember this fight. I think it was uh, UFC 192. Sometimes we'll like, me and the uh, Subfighter boys, we'll go to the bar and like bet beers on it. <laughs> right. I'm pretty sure I lost like, I don't know, man. I've had a string of bad luck lately. Yeah. I, I like had to buy like Ivan like three beers. <laughs> like, God damn it. But that's just a wrestling move, that, that crotch grab or whatever it's called, the, the high. High crotch. Yeah. yeah. You see him make him front flip? Yeah, but he's tall, man. <laughs> he throws him again? Majority of the time, man. Oh, he, uh, okay. He stood up with him. I honestly don't feel like um, Cormier is offensive enough. I feel like uh, Cormier does a good job of grinding his people. Yeah. I think Cormier could probably drop another weight class and be middleweight champ. Really? I really think he can. He doesn't look like he's he's struggling over here. Right. You know what I mean? Was Was this for the interim belt? No, this is for the title. Jones got suspended, remember? Right. Cormier was a champ. People, I think this was his first title defense. People dislike Cormier for that. Dirty boxing. Yeah, I remember this fight. Oh, yeah. I love dirty boxing. Why doesn't he just move his head? Like, <laughs> yo. It's controlled, man. He's tired. He's fucking. Yeah, it's, not like, it's not like he's palming his skull. Like He just has. He's got that collar tie. Collar tie's got a lot of control. He's 
See, to me, it's, if, it seems like uh, Gustafson could just use his distance and just box him. Yeah, but fuck. Cormier will take a couple to give a couple. Yeah. Once he com- gets that uh, distance. I feel like Gustafson was a little bit off. Like he should have been using more footwork. But I think it's the pace. A lot of it's got to do with the pace that Daniel Cormier sets. Right. Him and his teammate, uh, Kane Velasquez. Man. Yo, why doesn't Kane win this? Kane fights in 205, right? In New York? I think he does. Yo, I like Kane. I d- man. Yeah, title. That's tough, man. I just watched, uh, was it Glory? No, it was a uh, lion fight the other night, right? Some dude lost the belt by decision. Oh, you gotta be kidding me, man. That's tough. It's hard. I don't want to say it's hard in the UFC to lose it because you ha- like you have this momentum and you're the champion. As long as you kind of hang in there, like I will give it to him, right? Because uh, not that that's what happened with uh, GSP and uh, Hendrickson, but you go, ah, he's got the belt. Let's keep him as champ. But the first decision loss I saw for a title was on Lion Fight. This was uh, this was last week. Can't remember the guy's name, but I thought it was shock. I was shocked a little bit. Like, yo, like, like decision loss for the for the for the new belt. It almost didn't make sense, but I guess the guy got beat, man. But yeah, Kane. Oh, that's what I was saying. When he fought, uh, who did he lose to in Mexico City? Verdum. I was so mad at that dude. Like, I wanted. I I was thinking, Kane's like played by injury. But, but I'm thinking, yo, Kane, why don't you go to Mexico City like two weeks out? And I don't know how much money the dude has, right? But I was like, yo, you should go to Mexico City two weeks out, get used to that thin air, and just work, work, work. Because he was – and it's, it was two years too, Maybe right? Maybe he didn't believe in it, though, because I didn't believe in it either until I went to Colorado. Think, like, yeah, it's there. It's a different atmosphere, we man. did sprints, and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. I'm thinking, yo, why wouldn't he go over there? Why wouldn't his team be like, yeah, we need to be there 14 days ahead of the fight. So 15 days we need to get there and just work. So now, because check this out. Now he can at least pace himself. I can go, whew, I'm sucking wind. Let me, let, me, let me try something different this round, you know. But when I visibly saw Kane um, tired, I just went, who is this dude? Like that's, that's not Kane Velasquez. That's not who I know. No, what are you doing? He rushed in for that. Whatever. He tried to do a double leg. And, you know, double leg into a jujitsu black belt's armpit. Like, no, man. Put your face in his chest. Don't. When I saw that, I was just like, come on, man. You've you got to do better than that. Coming from a guy that, who's never fought, right? <laughs> but when I saw his, when I saw him kind of downshift and, and Kane was tired, I was like, no. You can't do that because he he didn't have the head movement. He just he just wasn't there, and I was like, nah, man. Yeah, man. Those are the bad ones when it's not your night. Yeah, yeah, man. But oh, that two hundred five card. I don't know. I'm kind of Jim Miller's back on that. Tiago Alves is back on that. Big hype. Tiago Alves was fucking a phenomenal striker. He just need. I hope he's got his wrestling game where it needs to be because that's that's all they did. They no one want to strike with Tiago. Yeah. I never buy into the hype, man. It's like, oh, it's New York. Well, okay. What does that mean? Nah. 
no, 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 the hype, the card. You gotta look up the card, bro. The card. That's what makes a fight. Yo, I do like him. Oh, what the Uriah heck? Uriah Hall? Yeah. Yeah, we partied with Uriah Hall in Vegas. But he's so off and on, it's frustrating. But he's. Because I think man, the guy. He's so he's, dangerous. Yeah, that's one. But if he's off, he's way off, man. Like, come on, dude. Because the guy I think he's fighting next. He beat with that spinning back kick or something. Oh yeah, he was getting that he was getting knee waxed spinning in the, back kick. Yeah, he was getting waxed in the first round. Man. Second round, like forty five seconds in, my man. Dynamic, bro. Nasty. You remember Uriah Hall on the show? Uh, uh, I didn't. People were afraid to fight Uriah Hall. I didn't watch, but I, I saw that. I saw that KO where he head kicked that guy, and uh, immediately felt horrible about it because <laughs> that dude froze up, man. He just. And it was gone. Ryan Hall's a real down earth dude, man. He goes to Cali a lot. Uh, my boy uh, Daniel Yalquez is a good friend of his too. Yeah, he um, I mean, I guess he seems like it. Yo, what's this two hundred five? This one? Yeah, yeah Alvarez okay. McGregor. Um, yeah, I wish uh, Uriah would would get it because he's he's thirty or something, man. So he's not a He's not a he's not a young whippersnapper. Look at this card though, man. Tell me no. you're, not, you're not excited with Tim Bosch's fight. Willie Thompson, I want to see that. I like Cowboy. Cowboy's last performance was phenomenal. Yeah. They did like a fucking Super Saiyan meme on it. Yeah, I saw <laughs> that. <laughs> Yo Romero versus Chris Weedman. Chris Weedman, I don't I don't know, but that's gonna be a hard fight for him. Considering Yo Romero is a silver medalist Yo, uh, Olympian. And he's for juiced wrestling. up. Yo, no nah, for <laughs> Here we go. We got targets on that back. Every right. UFC fighter's gonna come looking for it. No, <laughs> Weidman. I've never thought Weidman was impressive. When he when he beat uh, Anderson Silva, but anybody that would have beat him, I would have said wow. But he's never. Not, maybe he's just too. Um, he's not flashy. Maybe that's yeah. what it is. He's solid. He but does I've never, all the normal stuff, but he yeah. does it well. Yeah. And he does, uh, I think his grit is what sets him apart. Yeah. Wrestler too, man. So. Who was that? I thought that was Holly Holmes. Frankie Edgar's fighting uh, Jeremy Stevens. That should be Frankie. interesting. Yeah, I wish Frankie would get a break. Yeah, man. I feel like he should be a champion. I feel like he should have fought McGregor. He was uh, he was lobbying for that, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, big time, man. And he should have got it. He yeah. really should have got it. Uh, let's see a Jose Aldo-McGregor rematch, too. Aldo McGregor. Yeah, that It's all politics, I think. Yeah, man. Cuz you would think how long was uh, Aldo a champ? 9 years or something? Yep. And he gets knocked out in 13 seconds or whatever he was it like was. The 145 Anderson Silva, bro. If yeah. you watch his WEC fights, he Yeah. Was, man, he was yeah. fucking a killer. I went down that rabbit hole the other day. I think it WEC? was WEC? Cuz I was watching uh Crazy Horse. Oh, I yeah, forget his yeah, name, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was watching Crazy Horse, and that's just it just kept popping stuff up. I was like, "Yo, Aldo, watch Aldo." I used to watch. I used to watch WEC oh, yeah. a lot. Like that was that was that in UFC too. But uh, WEC was the only with the lighter weights. It was the only uh, organization that was that seemed legitimate, you know, because I think there was Strike Force and uh, Strike Force. Yeah, I mean, uh, there was and then there was one, Pride. I wasn't in the Pride. I think you I just missed pride? pride. Oh, man. Like, now I'll go back and watch it, but I miss Pride. I feel like we absorbed – the UFC keeps absorbing all the best fighters from different organizations, for <sighs> sure. Yeah. Rampages from Pride. 
Yeah. Right? What else? Uh, it's just a, a gay. Nagara was from Pride. What's the guy that uh, got suspended Nick. for life? Uh, Vanderlei? Yeah. Vanderlei? Yep. Vanderlei was from Pride. Yeah. Vanderlei used to be a fucking animal. What's his name? Uh, the Samoan? He's not Samoan. Well, I guess he is Samoan. But Mark Hunt. Yeah. That dude's nasty. I'll watch a Mark Hunt fight. Mark Hunt. As basic as it is. Off. Yeah. Knockouts off went off. Yeah, like, man. damn. <laughs> as basic as it is, I'll watch a Mark Hunt fight. Oh, man. man. Yeah. But I don't know, man. I don't know about this fight. They're trying to get money, which I get. But Oh, they're going to get mine. For that fight, I don't buy a lot of UFC things, but I'll, I'll buy this one. Even for tickets, though. You know what I'm saying? It's, I don't know what the prices are. I don't know. I'll probably go either do that or have like a little house party and drink uh, and bet some liquor on it. Whew. Every fight we lose is a shot, just so you know. Yeah. I got <laughs> to figure out how to watch these fights here. Yeah, I stream it, but I think it streams at like 3 in the morning, bro. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah. But I was trying to watch some fights. Huh? I can't remember. I can't remember which one it was. But I was trying to watch. Uh, I was trying to watch some fight, but I ended up going to work, and they were showing it in the food court. And I was like, I'll sit here for the next ten minutes. But I think it was delayed. That's what it was. It was um, it was delayed because I was getting notifications on my phone, like, "Yo, this person, you know, he won, you know, knockout." And I was like, "What?" So the the broadcast was behind thirty you. minutes late or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only thing about being over here is trying to catch up with uh I guess the North American time. It happens though. So uh yo, why'd you why'd you get into mixed martial arts? Oh, uh, I always liked fighting, bro. So let's talk about that. <laughs> uh always fought. Yeah? Yeah, and then I got enjoyed the Navy and then um I uh, went to, I was like, okay, I missed the competition. You know right. I, mean? I wrestled in high school. I, mi- I missed the competition. It was uh, just something I missed. Yeah. So I went to a gym called uh, Charlie's Combat Club. Right. right. And in Charlie's Combat Club, I met my uh, my one of my favorite coaches of all time, Eddie Grant. Right. And uh, just the team, the atmosphere. And uh, the coaching staff was it was phenomenal for me. I, right. I liked it. I don't like the big structure, bow before the like everything. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. I like more of a family dynamic. So yeah. we we had a good dynamic. Um, at first, when I got, you know, I was brand new to the Navy. I didn't know how to tell him I was gonna fight or whatever. So I just didn't tell him. Yeah. Why and not? then by the time uh, they had, like started asking about it, I was like. Well, I'm five and zero right now, so <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna stop. Yeah. And they were like, "Well, you have to." And I was like, "No, I already checked the instructions. Uh, there's nothing to say anything about it." Yeah, you just can't. Uh, and they just worry about you getting hurt and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, um, "How else? Well, there's all navy boxing and there's all navy yeah. wrestling. So how else would you train for that?" Yeah. And then they really didn't have an answer for that. And they're like, "Just how about you just uh, put in a special request? Shit, we'll, we'll fucking." Approve really? it because you're already doing it, and I was I think I was going up for like uh, was it five and zero? Oh? I think I had one more fight, and then I went for my amateur title. Right, right. And I won my amateur title, and I was like seven and zero. Oh. 
Damn. And then the next fight, I lost. Uh, I fought Lupe Hudgens. I lost that fight by uh, tap out in the fifth round. Yeah. But I went up a weight class and, and tried to fight for that belt. I was like, uh, I'm trying to be double strapped. You know, what I mean? yeah. walk through a supermarket, two belts on my shoulder. You stupid. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I wore that belt to work and everything. They were like, you got to take it off. Are man. you serious? Yeah. I was like, I ain't taking it off for the whole first day, man. Leave me alone. Hey, <laughs> did I was you, like, take it off. <laughs> did you... Um, did you start with anything specific, striking, boxing, wrestling, or anything, or did oh, you kind of just jump man, into the whole thing? I kind of like doing everything, right? Right, yeah. And I pretty much did whatever my coaches told me to do. Yeah, like yeah. I had uh, Chris Garcia, Nate, uh, Nate, and then pretty much my main coach was Eddie. Yeah. Uh, Eddie, whatever Eddie told me to do, I did. Excuse me. Like, why would I not listen to the dude who's, like, yeah. making me win every fight? So right, 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 right. If Eddie told me, go in the back and do 200 box brawls, right. I would literally go in the back yeah. and do 200 box brawls. I'd be like, is that 99? Let me do one more just to make sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, uh, what was it? Yeah, I didn't have much stand-up back then. I was like, <laughs> but I would wrestle, and then uh, I got pretty good at uh, grappling and ground and pound. So that's pretty much how I won most of my fights back in the day. Right, right. After uh, Eddie Grant to this one, like, one of these days is, like, tied for my favorite coach of all time with uh, Tracy Hess. Yeah. And then after that, I put second, like, Alex Castro, Kyle Boom. Mm. Uh, my boy Kyle just had a fight too. He just lost title for uh, I think Tai Chi Palace fights or something like that. There's fights at Tai Chi Palace, but he's I think he's ten and four for pro record. Yeah, we were talking about um, the WEC, UFC, Strike Force. It's almost amazing how many uh, I guess fight organizations are still out there. There's so many though. There's like there's because those are the big wigs, right? Because even there's, even King of the Cage is like still down there, still yeah. just you know kind of hovering and doing some things, doing some shows. So they're not 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 UFC's not buying those guys out, but they're consistently putting on shows, oh, consistently yeah. having people show up. A lot of uh, a lot of dudes they acquire, like you're right, Faber's fought in yeah. King of the Cage. He was a King of the Cage too. Yep. A lot of them go through these. Little organizations because you got to build up your record to get to the big organization. But it's still solid though. Like oh, you yeah. can, uh, we were talking about crazy. I was like, you can just sit in that organization to be solid, reputable, sponsors. You know the whole yeah. the whole kit and caboodle. Or you, can, I guess you can. But try they to won't move pay up. as much. Eh. You mean they have, they don't have the resources? Yeah. The ones, so. I like. Um, it. I mean, a lot of it has to depend on the connections you have and right and. Uh, connections your coach has and stuff like that and then your record and you got to yeah. build up yeah. to get to the big leagues but uh well i'm still glad those guys are still there because uh you um you it's horrible for the person that's trying to pursue the career if all these organizations are just going belly up which happens right but you need the ones kind of the 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 lower end folks where I don't know how much people make a fight, but it makes you level pro level. make five grand a fight. If you're successful in that, that's not bad. You're getting punched in the face for a partial living at that point. Cause most of the time those guys aren't full time. No, uh, you got to remember that that pay gets taxed. Yeah. Then you got to pay your manager like 10% yeah. depending on whatever he asks for. Right. Right. <laughs> so it's just, so that's what I'm saying. Like not the big picture, but you go ah, five grand's not bad. Because you can't live off of it because you got to pay all the other stuff on the back Hell end. Yeah. But it's enough to where if you want to pursue it, you kind of know your value. 
So mm-hmm. if you go, uh, if you go from, uh, uh, what were we saying? Not World Series of Fighting, but uh, King of the Cage. Let's say you go to King of the Cage of Bellator, and like, yeah, we're gonna give you five grand. You're like, man, fuck y'all. I was getting five grand in King of the Cage, dude. At least, I need at least fifteen now, because now I gotta fly. Like, now I have to do all this no, additional pay for stuff. Your well, I'm just saying you have to take in all these other considerations. But if you're down there at uh, King of the Cage, you kind of get an idea of what it takes to go. What, what I guess a, a camp takes, like what all it entails, you know. Oh, yeah. Cause like you have a sponsorship, right? Uh, sponsored by uh, Affliction, uh, cause uh, the headquarters I train at is Affliction, right. so they just let me. They sponsor me, and then uh, ripped the most hated uh, fight gear from Guam too, cause I fought in Washington like seven or seven fights, seven or eight fights in Washington. Right. And then I went to uh, PCS to Guam. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I had to leave, which was I was totally bummed about, but fuck. Yeah gotta do what you gotta do you know but i think but you don't i don't know what you details but you don't necessarily get paid checks oh no no, you just get benefits these were the amateur fights right that's what i'm saying so even with that if you go to some you know bigger organization or sponsors come at you or whatever it is now you kind of have an idea of what you can ask for different sponsors will give you different things different right some will cut you a check yeah affliction would be like hey you got 500 dollars uh credit limit yeah go get what you want to get right and I'd be like, oh, don't. All right, I'm Yo. going. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. But I would, uh, I fought once in Guam. Yeah. On the Prepa Howe. Uh, then I went to Cali, fought an amateur again, and then uh, I just did this pro fight like a couple months ago. Right. Yeah, man. That's why I think uh, as long as these guys stay relevant, the organization, World Series of Fighting has been around for a little bit too. Oh, yeah. But as long as they stay relevant, it's good. I it, got a couple friends in the World Series of Fighting actually now. Oh yeah, yeah. Brett Malone. Yeah. He just not uh, tapped out his dude in the last World Series of Fighting. I think he's getting ready to fight again on it. Yeah. Matt Kovacs. Okay. Uh, ben Fodor. Um, yeah. He just headlined one of the World Series of Fighting. Are you serious? Yeah. Yo. Yeah. Ben's a beast. Yeah. Uh. So like uh, a matter of fact, we were like I'm so tight with my first team that yeah. like i just recently visited them trained for free it does what's yeah. the catalyst c3 and and we trained yeah and uh yeah man i actually cornered brett in his uh one of his pro fights while i was up there oh it's not a bad gig man it was it was pretty cool it was a dope little thing man uh they did it on an indian reservation outdoors it was oh, fucking gorgeous go. too yeah and uh let's see Cali was awesome too. Right. Cali was awesome. It was a, a, like the Affliction headquarters. Yeah. Is huge. So it has like a a, a jujitsu like little mat area. Right. It has a cage. They just put up like a bunch of new bags and shit like that. They got a ring in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just got a ton of room. I got Tracy Hess there. He's like one of my fucking Eddie Grant and him are my favorite fucking coaches of all time. Right. In any sport ever. <laughs> so are you gonna um you gonna try to pursue it as a career or is it just yeah, kind of something see how far i can go man. yeah because when how am i gonna tell my kids i could do whatever they want if you don't believe it yourself man well so, no yeah you might just say well yeah i did it you you want to do it for a little bit but then you're like well i don't want to do it for a living i'd rather coach or i'd rather open up my own gym that's what i was wondering i want to see how far i can get yeah. i just want to see why what not? i can do test myself and then 
I think I'll be okay. Like, I'll be, uh, you know what I mean? If I can't get up there, I'll be like, well, fuck it. I've yeah. had like six fucking pro fights. Yeah. I'll, I'm happy with, like, at least I went for it. A lot right. of people don't even go for their dreams. You know what I mean? Yeah, my um my brother-in-law, he, I think he fights, he fought King of the Cage and then some other regular, organization, smaller organization, right? Well, in, uh, in Idaho or Washington State. I can't remember which one. Mm-hmm. But he's fought King of the Cage before. And you go to his gym. He's got his belts up there and all this. Like he, I think he had like one or two belts. He's got gloves that are signed and all this stuff. And I think some of it is he wanted wanted to do it, so he did it. But then he's like, yeah, I'll just open the gym. He's a personal trainer, right? Yeah. So he's not a, a mixed martial artist professionally. That's what I was asking you because some people kind of just want to do it to see if they can do it. And once they do it, they may – See, yeah, it's not for me. I can, I'm good at it, but eh, yeah, I, mean, I don't have the drive I mean, for it. You just but I think to, they, they I, have to get to that point, though, and yeah. then say, okay. I so, think yeah. a, a big thing that has to do with it is you don't get paid that much money to your, your yeah. big name. Yeah. Like, it's, it's hard. There's people that live out their cars. Yeah. Like, and, and train if they want to really do it. Yeah. I have um, two teammates that just recently fought on Bellator. Right. Chase Gormelli. He just beat his dude uh, by armbar. Right. Uh, and he, before that, he knocked out Joey Beltram. That's Damn. a pretty decent name over there. Yeah. And then uh, my homie Gabriel Green, he's on the come out. He's still undefeated. Right. He's uh, 3-0 and right now and about to fight again, um, I think, on Bellator. Man. I think Bellator is not the two. If they could change the name or whatever, that whole argument. But I think it's a solid spot. Oh, yeah. Because it's big enough where you can get paid and get the exposure. And still have your sponsors. Yeah, but then I feel like it's not so big that it becomes a show. Like, the UFC is almost a show now, you know? But Bellator is still kind of, okay, you go and you fight and you know, that's it. But UFC is. I feel like Bellator is doing the right steps. They got the yeah. Bellator kickboxing now. and Yeah, play. yeah. I think that's probably they're not putting all their eggs in one basket. Yeah. Even like the UFC has the. All right, man. They have the UFC, then they have, what is it, the Ultimate Fighting Show, and then they have all these gyms. Gyms don't make money. Theirs probably does because it's UFC, but typically gyms, you can't make a lot of money. But I feel Bellator, like, uh, fuck, man, I feel like nobody that wants to really fight goes to a UFC gym. Yeah, that's what it seems. That's what I'm saying. It seems like a show. It seems like, ooh, let's market it, which is great. You should market your brand, but at the same time, what was that movie? It was Rocky where, you know, you got the Russian just in this dungeon just getting after it. And the guys that are in the better, cleaner gyms, they, they don't know what struggle is. So I feel like if you go to a UFC gym, you're not really – you kind of already made it. Why? Because I'm in the UFC gym. But you go to the dungeon. You go to the guy that works eight hours a day and then goes and runs for an hour and then goes and trains for three more hours. Yeah, and then has to go to sleep and wake up again the next day. Uh, How bad do you want this? The dudes that do the extra rounds. The dudes that do, they get beat up, get up, and and keep on Rich people people are never champions in any combat sport. Never. Uh, Not necessarily. BJ Penn is actually kind of wealthy like he was at. All right, one. He was a fucking G. One one guy. (laughs) One guy. But on average, you take 10 people, 100 people, and you have some guys below the poverty level, guys that are kind of working paycheck to paycheck, and then a eh, middle-class guy. There'll be more poverty dudes 
that'll strive, that'll succeed. You know because what it is? they're hungry. They like I gotta win this fight because I have to get paid so I can get to this next step. I think it's uh the constant overcoming of adversity. Yeah. And I think it's uh it teaches you mental toughness. You you deal with all these things in your life and you gotta be tough about it. Yeah. You gotta just cause w- what the fuck is crying gonna do for you? Yeah. Is crying gonna put food on your fucking table? Yeah, yeah. Is it gonna buy you clothes? Yeah. No. So Every maybe, now and then I think you gotta go through it. Just that's all, just like the uh, like we were talking about how far you go. You have to go yeah. through it, hit that mark and go, yo, and that those are the questions. Damn, is crying right now gonna do anything? No. Y'all gotta go through it, but all right. Let's go back out. So when you go back out, that threshold is pushed even farther back. And then you kind of fear, I never want to get to that point again. So I got to be tougher or work harder or, you know, whatever it is to, 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 to go beyond that. But I think, yeah, the tougher guys, same thing with NFL, any pro sport. The rich kids usually don't, aren't as good or they don't last as long in the pro circuit because they just go like, what's uh the guy, oh man, the uh, Dolphins coach was Shula. He had a he had a kid that coached for the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, Dave Shula, whatever he was. He was horrible though, horrible. The Bengals are already bad, right? They, they're the Cincinnati <laughs> Bengals, right? All right, cool, cool. Right, but then when he came, it was like, oh, it's freaking Dan Shula's son, or I can't remember what Shula. You know what he does now? Huh? He's the manager of a steakhouse, one of his dad's steakhouses, like some Shula steak or whatever in Chicago. Yeah, man. But he didn't have that. Not to say that there's there aren't well-off coaches. My point is that kid came straight from money from Silver. His dad was a the Dolphins coach for like forty years. To, I think it has to do with parenting, man. Yeah, I think it has to do with parenting. If you sugarcoat, like if you if you take care of your kids too much, yeah. Then you, what the fuck are they gonna work for? If you hug them too much, they become chumps. If you don't hug them too much, then they become assholes. Yeah. You have to find that that, that spot right line. there. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of like we were talking about uh, spanking and just being kind of being on your kids. You have to do it just enough to where they know they can't go here. This is wrong. Like here's the line. Don't yeah. tiptoe over it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, man. <sighs> anyway, I can't remember what we were talking about. We talked about so much stuff in the last twenty eight seconds. <laughs> Oh, yeah, what were you going to do? Are you going to still fight and all that stuff? Yeah, like, I'm yeah, definitely going to still fight, man. I'm definitely – what I'm going to try to do next is right after this Bahrain tour. Right. There's a river – the CRS-11 dudes that just came out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try and get uh, one of them active bullet, billets over there. I know the senior chief over there. He loved me. Yeah. So he wanted me to go over there. When I was coming here, I was like, no, nah, I already got orders. Really? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I'll go – I'd go over there just to train at that gym. Yeah, why not? And just – uh be with my team again and then just continue my career yeah that's what uh that's what i plan on doing i mean i got a little short timers going on but try to get back and do stuff that i want to do yeah like even doing this out here i have to find the time because the clock's ticking here so if i got to do 17 episodes in a month and then just push them out you know whenever yeah so be it but in the states it's completely different man I was driving to Virginia. I was calling people in New York. Like, it was so so much easier because I was at that location. But now, plus you got different resources, man. Yeah, you got different resources. Yeah, man. But uh, uh, while I've been here, yeah, Tracy has called me with a, or he messaged me an offer. Did I show you that? No. The 
he wanted me to fight in Hawaii on uh, November 14th. And I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want that Hawaii card. Like, five of my fucking teammates were on that card. Yeah, why wouldn't you? But fucking, they weren't here. So yeah. they were like, nah, probably not going to happen. Probably not. <laughs> and then uh, Bahrain MMA, I just went over to Bahrain MMA. Uh, yeah. And like I said, they got the uh, Palestinian, like a boxer dude that was on the Olympic team for them. Yeah. And then they got uh, another another dude named Hamad. He's doing a little thing. They wanted me to do a boxing match. They're like, do a boxing fight. Really? Yeah. They're like, do a boxing fight. You probably would. I may, I may not to be rude, but I think I think I saw that dude because we were out there for, it was a whole night, right? Yeah. And they, they were just kept bringing guys in. They would introduce them, and they're like, oh, this guy's a professional fighter. I can't remember what the guy's name was, but uh, I probably saw him, man. That's an, uh, I think I got him. Hold on. I don't know. We got some. Let's see here. Yeah, when I saw that place or when we went out there. You know what got me to stay at that place, man, was uh, just the people, how cool and chill they were. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah atmosphere, yeah. like I was talking to you, that's a big thing for me. Yeah, man, it wasn't bad at all. The only thing I got, <laughs> I won't, I won't, uh, I won't say that, but. Yeah, I want to go back out there to check it out. Because we, we only went out there that one night for, the, like I said, it was some sort of expedition thing. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. But, yeah, here it is. No, is this it? Yeah. That's me. That's me back there in the middle. That was the day we went out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah all, that's pretty good. So all those people were there watching and, and fighting and you know, doing doing their thing. This is the was the Olympic team boxer dude. I don't know, man. He's a G. Like I spot with him. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. can verify. Man. Anyway. I don't know, man. Uh I gotta say another thing is when people move. They stop doing stuff because they're like, oh, I don't, I don't know where to go from here. But I'll just, yeah, I'll Google it. Like you got resources. Go. Dude, that's how I was when I came here. I was like, yo, this, this is exactly what I thought. I went, okay, I'm going over there again, right? I said, yo, I wonder could I go to Abu Dhabi, watch some grappling matches? Yo, <laughs> like, no, like I wasn't even thinking about training. I was just like, <laughs> oh, no, can I can I head out there real quick for like a solid week? But uh. When it came to training out here, like I said, I didn't have my car. Yeah, I got I have my car now, but now it's like, well, I'll probably leave here in a little bit. So but I was thinking, what what can I do here that's gonna mirror what I was doing in the States? So then I can use this back in the States. So it a lot of stuff is up in the air. Then too, I'm trying to save money. Cause uh I'm just trying to save money, man. I'm about to retire. Yeah, why not? So I'm looking <laughs> And then uh, that's why I said I have to go out to that place. I think there's a place around here, though. I want to say there is, or at least there was. But my thing is I want to watch them because uh, at Southern Maryland Jiu-Jitsu Academy, I went for like a week or two. Yeah. I just kind of watched people to see their skill level. And I was like, ooh, that dude's nice. That dude's nice. That one made me want to go. So if I, if I uh, kind of stack the cards against me, it makes me want to do it. Yeah. 
Because I, I was you. I was already interested, but I didn't want to go in and like, man, these dudes are scrubs. Nah. Uh, what so. I do is I like I go with everybody. I be like, let's spar, let's grapple. Yeah. That's the first thing I do. Yeah. I like I like that shit, and then uh, it it literally tells me like your skill level. Yeah, and then the the class structure because I've never seen a class of uh, Bahrain MMA, but we just went for that those fights, right? It's like yeah. ah okay. But that was a thing. It's like I have to go and watch the class and see what they're doing, the different belts or whatever it is. Because I think, if I can remember, man, I want to say no gi, we wore belts because we have to line up. So we had to line up according to our belts. No, I never I never wore belts during no gi. Yeah, yeah. We still line up. Yeah. But it's not in any particular order. Yeah. It's usually seniority, but. That was the only uh, formal thing we did. We would do that, and then uh, oh yeah, 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 like For bow, like, yeah, definitely. Yeah, the black belts would be there. We line up, we bow, face the flag, bow, and then we just go into uh, warm ups and stuff. But yeah, man, I might, I might go back out now. I got a car though, so I can head out there. Show's right next to Domino's. That's a dangerous place, man. <laughs> Yo. Yo, I just ate five slices of pizza, too. Like, I just, <laughs> we like it. I had uh, when the homies come over from Bahrain MMA, right. Hamad. Yeah. And, like, we literally ate. He was like, I'm going to order pizza. I want pizza. Right, right, right. And I was like, he's like, are you going to eat it with me or what? <laughs> and I was like, Hamad, you got, like, fucking, like, 10 days to your thing. He's like, yeah. nah, nah, I'm underweight. I'm underweight. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he, he is. He's, like, disciplined with his fight and shit. Right. So uh, I was like, yeah, I'll eat it with you. I ended up eating five of the fucking slices. Dude. <laughs> Bro, it was so, like, we left. We, it was maybe, I don't know, it was maybe 10 o'clock. It was late, right? Yeah. And we couldn't get an Uber. And uh, I don't know how I got this cab driver's number. I still got the number. But we were walking. Like We left. We came downstairs, walked out to the street, and was like, yo, man, we can't get an Uber. Like, my phone was almost about to die. So I was like, uh, let's, let's go into Domino's, man, and, and see if they uh, see if we can use their phone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they end up getting – I think I got the number from them, man. So we ended, we ended up sitting there ordering, ordering some pizzas and some pops. And uh, yeah, man. Like I didn't, I didn't want to eat, man. But hey, Domino's the only spot that's open. Cause <laughs> I have to, I have to go there in the daytime. But there was, I couldn't see like taxis. It seems like it's a highway or something. Uh, it almost is. Cause man. there was no kind of stagnant traffic. Everything was just going through and going through. So yeah, man. I probably, I should go out there tomorrow. Yeah, why not? It's a little ways out, isn't it? About a half hour. A little bit ways, but uh. Yeah. My homie Hamad gives me a ride, man. Yeah? Yeah, they come pick me up. That's what's up. That's dedication, man. I tell you, man, it's the, it's the atmosphere, and I like uh, I like the when they're really about the team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like fucking, who who else goes and visits their fucking first team? Nobody uh, does it. Yeah. Like, maybe a couple of dudes, but I go back, I visit them because it was like a family atmosphere. Uh, subfighter crew, we do everything together. Right. We go out to In and Out. We do like Korean barbecue is like oh, our man. thing. Why are, you, why are you bringing up In and Out? Hey, I'm fighting Muya over here because <laughs> it's the closest thing I got to Five Guys. You bring up In and Out, man. Listen to me. Oh, In and Out's fire. Yeah, yeah, I know. I was in. I was stuck in Cali for I think six months. Oh man. Yo, In and Out was straight. I rented a car for about. Two or three of those months. Shit, too. we go to we just did uh, me and my team do a, a Vegas trip every once in a while. Really? We do we 
two of my team members just came to New York with me. I showed them New York and shit like that. Yeah. So it's like a real tight crew over there. That's good stuff, man. Yeah, Tracy has sub fighter. Shout yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, man, that's good stuff, man. That, and that's uh, that was the other thing I liked about uh, uh, Southern Maryland Jiu Jitsu was it wasn't nothing against a Gracie gym because there's a there's a Gracie gym where I live about an hour from where I live, mm-hmm. and Southern Maryland Jiu Jitsu was ten minutes. It was right up the street from me. Oh yeah. But the biggest thing I liked was there were smaller classes. So, so they could individually pay more attention to you. And I'm telling you, if 15 people, including the instructors, were there, it was kind of packed. And I've seen the uh, the Gracie joints on on YouTube and then and their website out videos, and it just it's a bigger bigger uh, facility. Just oh yeah, always a lot of people. And not that that's bad, because if you have a lot of people, let's say you're trying to uh, you're going to do a, a fight or a grappling match or whatever it is, now you have more more of a filter. You just don't have to beat three guys, and yep, you're the best in the room. So with the Gracie spot, you may have to beat ten guys, or and fifteen phenomenal. guys, right? But the to, like, uh, to learn the craft, I like the smaller, lot smaller setting, man. You get a lot more individual. Plus, attention I there. know you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like every Thursday you're coming. Well, I'll see you Thursday because I'm coming Wednesday and Thursday. But every Thursday I know you're coming. So that's what I also think. That's the that was the other thing I liked about it was, it was very much I know this dude. Right, and so it, like we were talking about sparring or uh, striking, kind of builds that trust because I don't want, necessarily want to strike with a guy I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I got you. Because like, a know. lot of the new dudes will go way too hard. Or just period. This dude may just be a hard striker, but yeah. if I don't know him, I'm just thinking I'm going 25. But I'm just trying to throw shots. I'm not really trying to hit you, knock you out. You Usually, know? if, if you could, you're in a good gym, the coach would be like, "Hey, go easy on this one." He knew. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. he'll be like. Like if someone come, two people come in and they try to go hard on on people, yeah, they'll be like, Ollie or Gabe, yeah, go ahead and spot this motherfucker real yeah. quick. Hey guys, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, same thing happens. Check uh, him real quick. Same thing happens for jujitsu. They'll uh, <laughs> this one dude. There's this one story. A uh, kid came in uh, and was rolling with a black belt, right? Oh no, he came in and uh, he started wrapping his hands with I don't know, I guess wraps i don't know i don't use them things right i wasn't there start wrapping his hands and the guys are kind of like the black belts were kind of like just like like oh, you they, know it's jujitsu like, what is he doing <laughs> ah, whatever you know whatever you know because it may just be his thing like some people tape their fingers eh, whatever your thing is well, maybe it's just his mantra whatever right your chakra whatever the thing is uh so they're rolling right the new dude they didn't even pay yet the new guy is rolling with the black belt a right. black belt? Yeah. And the black belt's slick, man. Slick. He used to get I've never tapped this dude. I've never gotten close. He would do this yeah, uh, uh he would do this uh what's it called? A dwarf, monkey choke, elf choke. The fuck? <sighs> <laughs> what are you talking oh, about? Oh, I can't Hobbit choke. Like he would be he was cause he was a short guy. He'd be able to be you're in his guard, right? Right. And he'd be able to put the bottom of his foot on your neck and be able to pull your gi and choke you every time. I'm like, yo, how does he do it? Are you talking about the go-go plata, I think? No, he's not coming around and using the uh, like the shin to choke you. Oh, he's using just his straight foot? Something like that. He would get me <laughs> all the time, though, That's right? That's not a real choke, man. Whatever. It works. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tapping. Whatever. But... uh. 
it was some kind of weird choke like that. He he the one put me to sleep in a uh, cross collar cross collar choke. Oh yeah, I had it though. I was good. He's got my back. And he reaches in. I'm like, I got it. He pulls across, and I take these two fingers, dude, and grab my collar. Like, nah, I got this, son. I'm a, I'm a yeah. Just like that, because I was wide awake, like, I got this, dude. I reached in my collar, dude, and pulled, and it must have just cut the blood off, because I went out, and I woke up. He was like, you all right, man? Oh, man. Oh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I was asleep, and I didn't roll any more the rest of that I day. Got, I got some funny stories, bro. Oh, well, wait, but this dude, the new kid's rolling with the guy. Yeah, yeah. New kid starts punching this dude. Get the fuck out yeah. of here. Yeah. That's I'm, brave. You brave, kind of like, bro. yo. I'm, like, seriously punching or what? I don't know if it was he was Who trying to kill him. What the fuck but are you talking about? One, he's new. Brand new dude, right? Didn't pay open matter, whatever it was, right? Brand new dude. You punching the black belt? Cause sometimes uh if I roll with the black belts, because I'm fatter and heavier than all of them, right? They're all fucking small and fucking fit, right? If I roll with them, they're like light punch, like like this is what you're open to. But just kind of like Just show you. Just like, show you what you like when you're trying to get somebody's attention punched. Like, yeah, yeah. yo, you gotta you gotta block this stuff. Oh, cool. The way they were making this dude sound like he was trying to go at it, and the black belt cat was like, Oh, you wanna throw strikes? And he just ate his ass up, dude. <laughs> ate him up. I'm like, That's what happens, man. man. Don't come at him like that. Yeah. It, it, be you, be humble, try to learn, you man. You gotta be humble, know you're gonna get smacked around and yeah. just Take Just it. know there's people better than you in every gym. He never came back. Of course he did. That was his story. I was like, yo, you're in the wrong That's place. That's the difference. That's the difference between a fighter yeah. and some dude that just like to bite, beat people up. Yeah, man. That's uh, that's why I think the smaller place is a little bit better because the ego's not there. Ah, oh, man. Not like, well, hey, let's go beat this dude up. No, let, let, let I, the black belt wax him and he'll either apologize or never come back. Yeah. One of the two. I gotta tell you, man. When we went, went to New York, like I said, yeah, we, uh, my coach Tracy called up Hanzo Gracie, right, and was like, "Yo, come on, my team, come uh, to train real quick." Right. And he was like, "Yeah, no problem." So we went over there, and they're a bunch of fucking monsters. Like they're all really good. Yo, right? yeah. But so humble. Like, yeah. We're like, yeah, we could take pictures because we're like, yes, we. It's like our thing. We'll take yeah. pictures, but every, everywhere we go and shit like that, we train and shit. Yeah. So, uh, they're real humble, real nice. Right. Uh, the like front desk dude was like, "Hey, uh, these dudes say they're here to train uh, to Henzo," and Henzo's like, "Chase these guys." Yeah, he's like, "Yeah," he's like, "Let them on the train." Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he was like, "Yeah, dope." Tracy got pulled. <laughs> hey man, I think that's the best thing is when somebody can, somebody's humble, they can wax you, but they know they can do it, but they're not really trying to humiliate you you know what i'm saying they're just beating you flat out you keep messing up you keep giving them your arm or whatever it is and they just keep beating you but they're not like yo oh you sure you want to roll with me not that kind of stuff no nah. oh, man what are you doing just just do your thing man but yeah that's what i do miss man i do miss it not being able to i mean i have the ability here but just the uncertainty you know yeah i've always been going yeah there's the one thing i'm just like and that's why i don't like to commit yeah, but at the same time, I mean, uh, two weeks of jujitsu is better than none. That's true. You know what I mean? I'll probably go in there right now and get waxed. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Two weeks of jujitsu is better than none, and it, it, it's peaceful to me. Like yeah. it, it, without without it, I'll be cranky. I'll yeah. be fucking. I'll be like, 
don't tell me what the fuck to do. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. At work, it's a yeah. problem. You know what I mean? That's why I would try to at least go to open mats. Because open mat, you can literally just go there yeah, and just, yeah, just hang out. Yeah, you, it's whatever. And uh, sometimes I would roll like two, two, maybe three times. Because I think it was a, I think it was an hour or two hour. I can't remember what it was. Sometimes I roll one or two times. And that's it. I'll be recording people, you know, recording for them yeah. and stuff. But it was just to be able to go through it and just work a little bit, just to break a sweat and kind of, kind of get it done, you know. But yeah, man, I do miss it. See, now you're Damn. thinking. Now yeah. You're like, yeah, I'm about to go to this gym. I remember I oh, got yeah. my gi. I was like, yo, I got my gi, son. What's happening? Got my little, uh, some kind of freaking bag. Hayabusa bag, whatever. I was like, yo, got me a bag? Because I was carrying everything in my backpack. There's nothing wrong with it. But I was like, well, I can't. I mean, I can. Like, why drive home, take all my clothes out of my backpack, put all my jujitsu stuff in Like, yo, just get a bag. So I was like, I had my little kit. Like, yo, let's get it, man. I'm going in there still getting waxed, but it felt better. But though. you do it in style, though. <laughs> it made it easy because, yo, I would uh, like wash all my shit on like, uh, the weekends or whatever. I think yeah. open mat was on Saturday or Friday. I can't remember. But uh, I'll wash all my stuff, throw it in the bag, and just leave it in the trunk. Yeah, for sure. Because sometimes I like call my wife, like, yo, I'm going to go to jiu-jitsu tonight. All right, cool. I won't have to go home or nothing because uh, I lived about 40, 50 minutes from work. So instead of driving home and adding another 20 minutes to that, yeah, sometimes I was just like, yo, I'm going to jujitsu, man. And I get there early. The kids are still rolling with parents and all this stuff, yeah. man. So, yeah, it was uh, it was good stuff. I, mi- I do miss it. <sighs> miss it a lot. <laughs> but, yeah, man, it was good times. Real good times. So uh, you want to wrap this up, man? Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, you want me to put your Twitter out? Or you got? Do you know it? I don't even know if I'm because oh, no. <laughs> I'm hardly on Twitter. I don't know. Social media monster at twitter.com. No, it's not it. It's uh, Angel Oliveras twenty eight. All one word, right? Yeah, all one word. Yeah. Everybody usually just hits me up on Facebook. That's tough though, man. Angel Oliveras. It's real simple. You find it's easy. You can motherfucker and sparring in the fucking picture <laughs> like right you know what i mean i thought about that with uh with this podcast and i was like no nah, i like pictures of my kids and stuff when i'm like nah man because think if you get just complete strangers to me i'm like i don't i don't want that if yeah, i know I you, you cool but no nah, i don't want that man <laughs> like let me make this garage cast facebook page yeah, if people want to talk quick. to me man. Yeah. plus it's a company thing it's your brand so you should do it that way Ah uh, yeah, I think uh, I think there's a few um, there's a few professionals out there that'll just make a make a fan page. There's a lot of people that make a fighter page. No, yeah. I just I'm, I don't know. I'm lazy. <laughs> like, uh, it's easy too. But I think uh, a lot of it is um, uh, sorry, a lot of it is uh, your following. So I, I made a garage cast page because really just so it can be out there more. But there's like a hundred something 120 likes on it right which yeah. all right cool whatever but i would feel horrible if i were a competitor right and my page had like 10 likes yeah i would rather just have them like my personal page so i have 600 friends now you know what i'm saying so yeah it, it's kind of it's kind of here or there man. yeah i'll get a bunch of invites everybody invites me to like their shit for now yeah it's like if you're a good friend like i'll fucking do it but yeah it's pretty like fucking annoying that. man 
I was thinking about that. Yo, because I was thinking about that too, because people are like, yo, I like my friend's page and all this stuff. So I'll go to the page and see what it's about, right? Yeah. If it's something that I don't have anything, I don't have anything to do with, I'm not freaking liking that page, man. If it's a service or something, I'm not I'm not getting that service. So like um I like the this other podcast, Metal Lab One on One, Metal Lab One on One. Cause them, those are the dudes that got me into podcasting. Okay. Me, me and uh, Tony, we worked together. He got out, right? Started fighting. I think I ain't had one fight for sure. He had one fight. And so when I heard he was on the podcast, I was like, oh, yo, that's what's up. So I was hollering at his friends, and they put me in, put me, uh, put me onto the game. Like, yeah, podcast is easy. Do this, 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 this. And uh, here I am. So like I like their page, you know what I'm saying? And there's a few others out there that I have an interest in. Not invested in, but an interest in. Yeah. It's like uh, Project Six Killer Gym and just... Uh, also, a few- it never hurts to make new connections. Right. Network, you know what I mean? But there'll be stuff like uh, 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 Wicker Baskets. Go like my page, man. Go like my friend's page. Like, Seriously. And I kind of go, oh, I'll check it out, right? Because if you, uh, on your uh, on your Facebook page, you can see how many people are looking at your page, then what they like, whatever, right? I'll go check it out, man. I'll give them that. But if I go through it and it has nothing to do with anything that I want to do, I'm like, I'm not liking this page. Because oh, I, w- I went through that for a while. I had like 600 likes or some shit, whatever it was. It wasn't 600. But it was too many for me to manage, you know? It's like, uh, it's it's as if, they're free, but I think, uh, oh, that's what we were talking about before, like that veteran thing. Yeah, yeah, How yeah. many of this is actual customer like your, base? Yeah, I like yeah. your product versus I like that you're a veteran. Yeah, because you'll mess around and go, man, I have, you know, 3,000 likes on my Facebook page and I don't know what you're selling, right? T-shirts, whatever. But you go, my sales don't reflect 3,000 likes. So somebody was liking it, ooh, probably because I'm a vet. Or maybe because I pushed this out for all these other people to like the page. No, nah, man. You just have to kind of generate that, uh, that organic following. So, yeah, when it comes to, like, you being a fighter, I don't know, man. If you, all of a sudden your friend list jumped up 300 people, you might go, I might as well open a freaking or just start a, a fight page or whatever, mm-hmm. fighter page. But if it's, like, two, three here and there every other month, I don't think it's worth it. Yeah, exactly, man. Yeah, man. Plus, I like to know who, you know what I mean? Who's yeah. on there. Yeah, man. I'll be like, hey, what's up? Who are you? Right. <laughs> right. I don't know, man. But uh, I think that's it. Again. All right. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, no problem. Appreciate it. Uh, Angel Oliveras, 28. That's right. At Twitter. Uh, you can check me out at Armand underscore Hawker on Instagram and check out the GarageCast Facebook page for any updates. And I think that's a wrap. Thanks for listening.